And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. Fellows, what's going on? Ooh, just trying to keep cool on this hot... Is it even technically summer? Hey, uh, spring or summer day, depending on release date. I mean, we're all... I think I think we passed a, a equinox or a, sol- a solstice. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Another one of Max. Start reading our horoscopes now. <laughs> The stars are aligned in your favor. <laughs> When's the grand conjunction, Max? <laughs> the singularity is coming. Oh, boy. Oh, that's oh, something boy. different. Um, yeah, it is hot as balls here in Seattle. It is uncomfortable. I woke up sweating. Which for us isn't that, just for <laughs> clarification, is not that hot compared like, to a lot of other high, places. High 60s over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to pop my shirt off. Uh, it was, yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night, like, sweating just from my forehead last night so you were like dude the episode's today yeah that was i was mostly nervous about talking to you guys again it was why i woke up in a sweat uh, cold sweats guys let's Hot talk sweats. about some movies we've seen don't you forget about me Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. Robert, have you seen no movies or just? I was trying to think, and I looked at my list. Unless I mentioned and and mismarked it, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark last time. I don't think I had seen one other than the topic of today's episode. But I don't remember. I don't think I I, I saw it since then. Either. Um. Hey, what can you say? I feel like I talk about these movies and I'm just like, man, it's a classic. You're on a what are you going to do? With the same 20 movies that you bring up every Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's it's my thing for sure. Um, but it is a great movie and it's uh very exciting and uh oh, Indiana Jones. I um Oh, Indiana Jones. Oh, Indiana Jones. Uh I think I don't think it's that hot of a take that I don't know which I like better, the third or the first one. Oh. The third one is goofier, like has like more like jokes and things, and it's Sean Connery as his dad is great, and it's him fighting the Nazis again, but that first one is such a classic, and it's such like a cool, straightforward, like jet-setting adventure. It's so fun to see him find, the, like the map room scene is so cool when he realizes the staff they've been using is wrong, the wrong length and sneaks down. And then the light comes through and destroys the model. I, I can't tell what's happening. The light shines so bright. It's like, <laughs> just like nukes, nukes the map room. But um, it'd be funny if he came up and his duck bill was on backwards and he was all like, like, all yeah, like blown up. Soot in his face. Sala. <laughs> um, yeah. I think like, I don't, I, I'm not like a huge fan of the series. I like the movies, um, but I think like, if you, I, because the first one just introduces the character and, you know, like they are, I think, similar in quality. I don't know. Like, I think the first one's always going to be special just for having introduced. Yeah. Old mm-hmm. indie, IJ. And does some crazy stuff. Like, I do like the, the fake out of Marion dying. Like, it's so wild. They get to Cairo. She gets kidnapped and put in a basket. And then he 
shoots the well kind of his fault a little bit he shoots the driver like in the dome and then the car the truck flips and explodes and he's like oh my god like she was in there she's dead but she was in like another basket and got swept away but we don't see that as the audience mm-hmm. so it is really exciting that like he's he's at the end of his rope he even he even meets up with belloc later and it's like i'm gonna fucking kill you like because you've you've just done all this and get saved by the kids he's surrounded in the room by all of belloc's men and then these kids come in and save him and they're like oh you won't have all the kids next time dr jones so like finding her again in that tent is like such a crazy crazy reveal i love that yeah i uh i i don't know introducing us to ij but mostly introducing us to that sweet ip baby <laughs> hey in a good pinball uh, i don't know if you guys have played the the indiana jones pinball but it's his like revolver to shoot the ball at the bottom that's fun good stuff is there a point where they have the big rolling ball coming down and then you can smack it back up i think the pinball serves that role at one point like i think that it hits like a little thing on the side and it's supposed to be like the boulder coming down that would be great if it was like they did a remix of the movie pinball p- pinball version oh and then he starts hitting bumpers and moving around this is a good idea yeah. you need to do more, more pinball remakes yeah. of movies <laughs> uh max what about you what movies have you seen uh i also have not seen much i i tried watching a, a bollywood movie about a, a blue guy named rama and uh i only got about halfway through it it um was a little bit uh slow and uh, wow. could couldn't really get into it and then I also, this isn't really a movie. I didn't know where I should mention this, but your movies, your I, movies you see in a segment is a home run so far. Yeah, this Bollywood well, movie that I watched half of, and then this thing that may not count as a movie. Oh well, the heat is scrambling our brains. Uh, maybe I should have said uh, I watched a movie from forty years ago that I've seen about twenty times before. <gasps> and, I, was uh, it Indiana I, Jones? <laughs> yeah, I came after Max, and he went after Robert. That was great. Worked out well for me. <laughs> uh but i i did watch some of this is another this is going to be even worse because well, i watched all of my movie so. yeah no. I, I didn't watch all of this one but i tried to watch so guilty gear strive just came out which is a, a fighting game and uh it okay, has a, we're talking about movies but continue it, it has a story mode watch him hang that, himself robert it is a story mode that's four and a half hours long. It doesn't in- involve any gameplay. It's just kind what? of a uh, movie, essentially. And they did this last time, too. And I have egg on my face. This, <laughs> is, this is blowing my mind. <laughs> I only watched about two hours of this four and a half hour movie, and I don't recommend it to anyone because like, the, the game is bonkers and not in that... I mean, the game is bonkers in the wild, outrageous way, mm-hmm. but the story mode is bonkers in the, like, convoluted, nothing makes sense. People just talk to each other about, like, concepts that don't exist, and so you just kind of try and pick up on it. Everyone has about three different names that they go by, so they always have, like, several big reveals. Oh, a guy called that guy is also called ariel or something like that i i oscar i think his name was i but like regardless it's fairly boring i wouldn't watch it but the game itself looks incredible and i don't know if it is incredible i haven't played it yet (laughs) but we'll see i I don't like the game but it looks so good that like i want to like it i always want to like guilty gear Mm -hmm. but that's all that i've seen in terms of movies or uh maybe sort of movies how about you andrew what have you seen uh 
<clears throat> well, I watch stuff that's much more up to date. I watched Legally Blonde <laughs> with uh, Reese Witherspoon and Luke Wilson. And uh, you know what? I <clears throat> was surprised. I, I've not seen the movie in a long time. And even when I watched it, I was not like, I didn't remember it as this thing that I really liked a lot. But rewatching it, I had fun watching it. She's like a very fun character. And like Victor Garber's in it. He plays like a kind of like at first seems like a good guy teacher, but turns out to be like a pervert. Luke Wilson is Luke Wilson. And, you know, I enjoyed it. I had fun. I remember liking that movie more than I expected I would. Yeah. And then uh, we just watched Wreck-It Ralph the other night. Ooh. Which I enjoy a lot. And I know we talked about uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet on this podcast before, and I think we've probably also talked about Wreck-It Ralph 1 at some point. But I yeah. just, it's so fun. And just like a surprise, like, especially when you see it for the first time, and it's just surprising how good it is. And like the, you know, like the cameos in it are really fun. Um there are like little, you know, like we we kind of I was watching with a group of friends over text and we were trying to figure out if we could name all the characters in that bad guy anonymous group that he goes to mm. in the beginning. And there were just some characters that we just had to give up and like look up on Wikipedia. And some of them are just like very obscure comic book character or uh, video game characters. But like, you know, it's just like they threw in a lot of stuff that means nothing to a lot of the like children audience that's watching it. But yeah. It's like people who grew up playing like mortal Kombat and tapper the ta like the bar yeah. the guy in the bar yeah. stuff like that and like you know sonic makes a little cameo and just like there's a lot of fun stuff in it and also it's just like it's a fun story and it ends up being like a really sweet story too like the end of the movie it gets me every time i just i it really touches me emotionally and i i enjoy it a lot so wreck it ralph yeah. big big thumbs up to that um well, I think that's the fastest movies we've seen segment we've ever done. Let's see how fast we can get through TV shows we've seen. <laughs> TV shows we've seen. We've seen. Uh, Robert, what TV shows have you seen? Uh, I think I told you just before we started that I forgot the new season of Rick and Morty just aired, and the first episode is like out for everyone to watch on uh, YouTube and I'm sure other channels Adult Swim's uh, website. Um, the, the website it was really funny. The video player on their it, website that works so well. Yeah, oh, perfect. Um, no, it was really funny. It was uh, basically like they bear, uh, Rick and Morty barely survive like crash landing on Earth and land in the ocean and then Morty accidentally touches it, which sparks uh a feud uh i guess like rick and the like prince the king of the ocean who's a very like sexual like skinny like fish man kind of very kind of very namor and stuff like that um basically it's like you touched the ocean and you said you never would so now we're having this whole to do and while they're drawing up like a contract the the b plot that kind of becomes almost like the a plot is they're going to serve him wine at dinner so they put like the grape juice in like this other dimension where time moves much faster so that it will just like age. And when he goes, when Morty goes to grab it, he, there's like this kind of, they're kind of like these dog creatures and there's like a farmer and he's like going to grab the wine and also use some for uh, his new girlfriend uh, or she asked for like a bottle of wine. 
he's like, Hey, do you mind if I give you a hand? He's like, Oh, sure. So he like walks it through the portal with him and he's like, Hey, I'm, you know, I really appreciate you doing that. And like, I had to go grab this wine and I'm also going to see if this girl likes me and have drinks with me. And he's like, Oh, well, good luck with that. And then the dog guy walks back to the portal. It's like rainy and stormy. His house is dilapidated. He goes inside and his like wife is like skeletal, like and dead. And mm-hmm. he's like, Oh my God, what happened? Like, I, you know, and then his deranged son is like, father, I said, I would avenge you if, you know, I, you ever came back and like stabs the dad and like causes this big chain reaction of calamity where every time he goes back for more bottles of wine, more and more time has passed. Plus like he becomes a legend. He's like the dark child that showed up one time and set all this off. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really, really funny. And like the way the society advances, like, like they build like a fortress around the place, the portal opens, like assuming he'll show up after like hundreds of years or whatever. Um, it's it's really silly stuff, but it's uh, it was really a really good premiere. I thought. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Max, what about you? Uh, I started Altered Carbon. I don't. I didn't talk about this last week, mm-hmm. right? I don't think so, but I've I've heard of the show. Yeah, uh, it's a like cyberpunk futuristic sci-fi movie, not movie TV show on Netflix, uh, starring um, Joel Kinnaman who plays Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad, okay. also played Agent Holder in The Killing. And um, and basically, uh, in the future, people are essentially immortal if they have enough money. There are things called stacks that sit in the back of your neck that kind of record you as a personality. And if you die, as long as your stack isn't destroyed, you can put that in another body. And so they call their bodies sleeves, essentially, because you could like be in a, a bunch of different bodies. Um, but there are, you know, s- several rules that go along with that. I think uh, if you trade to a bunch of different bodies, it can be uh, disorienting and you could eventually go crazy from that. There's also VR stuff. There's um, like rich people can afford to clone themselves. So they are like essentially live the same life forever they can you know be whatever age they want as soon as they you know get to a certain point just go back to their their cloned body um but other people can't afford that it's pretty interesting i um it's a little bit on the on that side of like trying to be too extreme like trying to push too many buttons and there's a ton of nudity in it Mm -hmm. and there's like you know in some ways i think it's the noir side of it in some ways i think it's just the you know i guess the new noir this sci-fi cyberpunk stuff where they're just like yeah we'll have the um the hardened uh warrior as the as the protagonist and and he's always going to be saying one-liners and stuff but Mm -hmm. it's pretty fun and then the the second season i just started and it has um falcon anthony mackie uh, as the main character because he switches bodies um, between the seasons and it also has Misty Knight uh, I forget that her actress's name Simone Missick or something like that but um, we'll see we'll, we'll see it's off to a, a little bit of a rocky start but I'm only like two one and a half episodes in so we'll see if it um... are you sure you didn't just start watching Rocky oh that's the one right oh yeah Rocky that has a really rocky start. So, <laughs> yeah, he's running up the. Uh, the huh? st- Are you doing the bonanza theme? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's also another thing where they're driving over rocks. Right, it's a rocky start. Yeah, rocky, rocky Balboa. Start. 
punches out the oh, car rights. Oh boy. And, uh... Anyways, um, I also watched the end of Hacks. Yeah. Which I I thought was pretty cute. The the cliffhanger I don't really like. They they I kind of either. like wrap they wrap up some stuff and then are they, they about to tell the punchline of a joke? It's like oh uh, uh, yeah, and then they leave it. Yeah. <sighs> we'll have to find out if it if it landed or not. Uh, no, they, they kind of wrap everything up really nice and then leave something that they might unwrap everything with. But yeah. they, I think they also did this earlier in the season where they were able to just sweep it away without any uh, repercussions from it. So it could happen that way in next season. But I'm still excited to continue with it. I'd like to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. It, I did, enjoyed get this pick- it did get picked up for season two. So oh, good, we good. will see the continuation. Um, I also watched Sweet Tooth, uh, which is a TV show about a hybrid. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe I talked about this one last time. No, well, we I I had finished it, so I I know I mentioned it on here at one point. Okay, yeah. Oh, I've I've finally finished it. Uh, It is way more lighthearted than the comic. I feel like maybe not way more, but quite a bit more lighthearted. It's just like it has violent things and it has very depressing. Like, I mean, it doesn't, they don't change the plot so much that like these people aren't hunting down children that are just like different children, but it is like hopeful a lot too. Yeah. Like it feels like, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's definitely different. Like the comic feels much more realistic in the sense of like, this is an apocalypse. People are shitty and it would be like a hard scrap life to, to, to get along out here. And it's a little, brighter and more hopeful i i felt like yeah and i read an article talking with the original comic creator who is involved jeff in lemire yeah jeff lemire who's involved in uh the tv show to some extent and he said that um like he himself is getting kind of tired of that post-apocalypse thing and probably wouldn't do it uh do the same thing again if he was doing it and he really likes the way that they lightened up the show a little bit and you know like if if he were to make the same uh thing again he would probably do the same thing yeah i think kind we of talk- yeah, a, it, a bit of hope it, oh are you gonna say andrew i was gonna say i think we talked about it last time but i think a lot of the drab and darkness of of the comic comes from jeff lemire's art itself like he just has kind mm-hmm. of a it just looks a little mopier than he maybe he even how he writes it but i think that's just his art style yeah but I, I think um, there's also writing in there. I, I yeah. feel like the, the things that they say and, and some, you know, they, they're a little bit harsher to each other and they really cut, cut each other off and do stuff like that, which they, they do that in the, the movie, but it's in that kind of like, uh, you're going to turn around rather and than I'm, like, what the hell? Am I right too that Sweet Tooth is like a bit younger than he seems in the comic? He definitely yeah. seems like he's a, unless he just like is a much like lankier, taller kid. He just seems like he's like a couple years older in the comic in my yeah. recollection. Yeah. And this goes to the art style. It doesn't. It doesn't look like he's been starved for years, like he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I'm not. I think it's. It is kind of like a style choice. Like I think like you can have a brighter apocalypse, and you can have, you can focus on like the things that would be good or the parts of humanity that shine through more if you want. So I, I, I like that, and that's coming from someone who loves a good kind of the world has fallen sort of movie mm-hmm. um kind of like that that love and monsters one i got told you guys about like that actually has a little bit of it's grim because the world has fallen but there's like some good hopefulness in there too mm-hmm. yeah and then uh i watched a couple more seasons of search party so finished that up uh stayed interesting it like the characters are fairly unlikable throughout um but 
I feel like they do a good job. Uh, all the, all the actors and and they they move the story around in a lot of weird ways that you wouldn't necessarily expect, and and big things happen, and it's fun to watch, fun to mm-hmm. see where it goes. And at the end, it really felt like the end, and then it seems like they are picking up for a new season. I don't know if you guys heard that. A big motorcycle seemed to have drive by. I heard it. It sounded humongous. <laughs> yeah, I think it was more just loud. <laughs> same same motorcycle size. No, I think it was just a yeah, I think it was a giant's motorcycle. <laughs> it's a I think it was Hagrid. Tank. Yeah. <laughs> uh but that's all I've seen. How about you, Andrew? Uh my partner is rewatching Alias right now, so I'm rewatching that with her and we're just like early in the first season, so no big thoughts on the show yet. I know I've seen it to the end, and I know that it falls off towards the towards the end, like most shows do. But um, right now, enjoying it. It's you know a fun spy show, and Jennifer Garner's really good in it. And yeah, Alias is Alias is fun. Have either of you watched Alias before? No, that's the a lot of wigs in that one. Yeah, a lot of wigs. <laughs> I have not that, seen it. Is that Whedon? No, it's uh, Abrams. Ah, Abrams. DJ. Um, no, didn't see it. And I've similarly heard that it has kind of a not as satisfying of an ending. Yeah. Abrams can't always stick no, the landing. He cannot. Max, what about you? Have you seen it? I have not. I've heard good things about it. I feel like I've I've heard it in conversations about Veronica Mars. Like oh they're they're both kind of like out at the same time and they're both good and they're they're better than I would have expected yeah. and like I should give them a try. Yeah. That was before I had seen Veronica Mars and I did enjoy Veronica Mars so I probably should give uh, Alias a shot. I think you'd enjoy. It. I mean like it's fun. Like I said, it it sort of falls off at a certain point, but it's it's good. While while it's good, it's really fun. Yeah, I think also while it was on, maybe I was getting confused because the, there's the comic mm. book Alias with Jessica Jones. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, wasn't sure if they were related or not. And yeah, they aren't. No. Uh, well, fellas, that's it for TV. Why don't we get to the movie we watched for this week? Luca. My name is Luca. I live on the second floor. I that's right, everybody. We watched Disney Pixar's Luca on Disney+. Plus. More like I live on the ocean floor. That's right. <laughs> uh, the only two actors that I can name off the top of my head are uh, Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan. But uh, this movie. Well, you got you got Jacob Tremblay as the titular Luca, and he's the kid so. from uh, Room. Oh, okay. Not oh, the okay. Room, not, not Denny. The room. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also um, Jack Dylan Grazer, the. Uh, uh, Alberto, his friend, mm-hmm. is uh, one of the kids from It. He's Eddie from oh, cool. the, the It remake. Cool. Also, um, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen play, playing the weird uncle who gets like three lines in the movie. Yeah, that was a very funny. We, we can talk about that. That was yeah. I like that weird character. Um, and then I looked up the the girl, uh, Julia, was pretty cute, and I was like, I wonder if she's been any like voice actor or anything. She has one other credit. It's Go Go Corey Carson. <laughs> Oh, I thought I recognized her. Which voice. is Winifred as Winifred Wings. I've never heard of this CG car show. Literally one other credit, credit, and then she got to be a big voice in a Disney Pixar. That's yeah. that's pretty cool for her. And then the remaining like 
uh, adult voice actors are all like Italian voice actors, which I thought was like a very like yeah. Other than like uh, Luca's parents, which I think are um, well, Luca's parents uh, are sea monsters, so like they don't have to be Italian. They don't, but they have Italian names. Yeah, I just like which I is think, weird. I was I, like, I was wondering why they had like they weren't even like weird combination yeah. fish Italian names. I can excuse so. it just because they were sea monsters, but everybody who is presented as Italian. That's true. Were done by Italian voice actors, and including most of them, ended up doing the same voices in the Italian dub of that's, the movie. That's super cool. I so love that. I I did like that. I appreciate like it's you know obviously Disney has its faults and and all that, but one thing that they I think they're doing huh? well right now. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. They're uh, unimpeachable. Um, is they're hiring people who either like it's a project that means a lot to them or like, you know, in the, in the instance of the Miss Marvel TV show, like they're hiring majority like Muslim writers and showrunners and actors. So I think like that's a admirable thing for them to do. I mean, they have so many billions of dollars that they can afford to do whatever. And, they it, want. and it lends an authenticity to the work. It's not, it's not like, uh, I think this was a cost-cutting measure because they just doubled up the Italian uh, actors. Uh, they were just like, oh, yeah, you can do both of those, right? Yeah, go for it. Um, and then they only had to... Same thing with uh, Vin Diesel and Groot. He's like, that's he's right. going to do it in all the languages? <laughs> yeah. God. Um, so, the yeah, this is a movie that's made by an Italian filmmaker. I don't have the name off offhand, but... Um... Uh, Enrico Casaroso. Okay, thank you. Um, this is a movie that he made that is, uh, as he's put it, kind of loosely based on his childhood. But uh, before we get into that, would you what guys recommend? Fuck? Yeah, before we get into that, <laughs> you, let's monster. talk about Italians for a second. Um, um, I'm sorry, I cut you off. You said what were our general impressions? Yeah, what would you? What do you guys think of the movie? And would you recommend people see it? I was really charmed by it. I think it's probably just on my first watch, not like in the upper echelons of my favorite kind of Disney Pixar joints. But I, it had such a good. Timing wise, especially, it's such a good like summer feel. Mm -hmm. It it evokes for me at least like there's a montage of um, Luca and Alfredo. Is it Alfredo? Um, Alberto mm -hmm. um, oh hanging gosh. out, and it kind of feels like those summer days where it seems like time simultaneously went too fast, but also lasted forever. And it was just like you would just go out and leave for the day, and just that, and you just have adventures. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess I'm the long walk for me to say that i i did really enjoy it and i would recommend people check it out especially since if you have disney plus it's available right now on there so. max what about you uh yeah i enjoyed it um yeah i i thought i feel like i came in a little tepid because i uh i didn't love um raya and the last dragon too too much mm -hmm. and so i was kind of like and then i i feel like the the sea monster look was a little bit um <clears throat> was a little bit uh funko pop right off the bat but as soon as they turned into humans i was like yeah that's pretty solid and and like it was a touching movie and it was fun mm -hmm. and it was funny and uh i i loved this the scenery yeah like the, the way they made italy look uh was gorgeous it, mm -hmm. it really did feel like a uh like a miyazaki movie in the backgrounds a lot like yeah. I, I thought they really nailed that yeah, especially since they it 
pretty much just takes place in that town of Porto Rosso. Mm -hmm. So you really get a feel for it and, and the look of it. Yeah. And I was also wondering, I don't, I don't know if this is true or not. And I was trying to look it up and I, I can't really find it, but I was wondering if the na the name of the town Porto Rosso was uh, a reference to Porco Rosso, the movie made by Miyazaki. <clears throat> I wonder that too. I'm sure there's just like the combination of words is just yeah. Porto and yeah. Rosso and they went with it. They're like, we've never actually heard of that. So we don't want to, this is better to be another Kimba and the white lion thing. We're not going <laughs> to, you're not going to catch us. There are another couple things. There was a, the cat in there, the grumpy cat that really reminded me of a Miyazaki character. That would totally, that would almost completely translate to a Miyazaki movie. And also that cat was uh, so adorable. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I loved it. I, I'm, it's hard for me to, I, I have, maybe it's like a recency bias, but for me, like it's definitely in the top, at least it's in the top half of Disney Pixar movies. I don't know that I would put it in like the top third or, you know, top five or whatever, but like it, it really, it hit the right spots for me. I, Robert, I, I am glad you said that about the feeling of like being a kid in summer because like that was yeah. the first, like my first, like when I just was like stunned by the movie and like had to comment to, to my partner about it was when they're building the Vespa and Luke is just like, okay, okay, but I have to, I have to go and like get back home. And then like five hours <laughs> later, okay, okay. Then one more, one more, but like, I have to go after this one. Then like two hours. And later, the friend's like, all right, see you yeah. later. Like every time. Like <laughs> I love like it just, that evoked such a feeling of like nostalgia of me of like, you, there's just nothing for you to do, even though you have like a loose, like, yeah, I should be home by lunch or whatever. And it's just like, okay, maybe I'll be home by dinner. And it's just like, you're just, you get so caught up in doing this thing with your friend that you just lose track of time. And like, I just, mm -hmm. that really charmed me a lot. And I think a lot of this movie just did so much work towards building that feeling of nostalgia of your childhood. And, you know, the, the, the filmmaker himself has said like, this was sort of a love letter to, to like, childhood summers and like having yeah. a friend who you can just lose all track of time with. And, you know, like he himself, like I, the, whatever the town was that um, Julia's school is in mm -hmm. was where he, that the director is from the, the filmmaker wow. is from. So like a lot of this is obviously not, he's not a sea monster, but like, I think a lot of this movie maybe it's hard yeah, to tell know. now, yeah. like, I haven't seen him wet, the filmmaker. So he could be a sea monster. I have. A like on the red carpet as a joke, they throw a bucket of water and he's like, <laughs> and she becomes like a horrible sea monster. Um, and, you know, obviously the <clears throat> sea monster thing is an allegory to, you know, how we treat people who Otherism. are different. And, yeah. But, you know, I think it was like a story about him probably growing up feeling differently and, and being a, you know, having the character being a sea monster is sort of a nice allegory to telling that story. But yeah, I thought this was a wonderful movie definitely released at the right time to kind of like get like summer, like just have that feeling of summer once you're going into it with this movie. I, I perfect. I thought it was just the perfect movie to be released right now. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, did you want to talk a little bit about uh, the plot? How yeah. Luca comes to find the surface? Yeah, so he he meets Alberto, his friend, and they um, are kind of you know like they leave the water, and suddenly Luca realizes that once he's not wet, he takes the he shape shifts into a human, 
like a human boy. And so Alberto, who he meets, has known this for a little while. So he convinces him to go into this town of Puerto Rosso. Oh, you know what's great is um, trying to teach him how to walk. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they've never walked before. Or yeah. He's never walked before. Yeah. And just trying to explain, like, like fall and let your foot catch you and then keep doing it over and over the Mm. idea of like doing that is so funny and he's also like when he first like flops onto his stomach and like is flapping around like kind of like a fish or whatever Mm. i thought that was really cute um so they they go to this town of portoroso and they decide that they like uh it's been alberto's dream to own a vespa which is really funny this was uh we watched this right after the second episode of loki where uh owen wilson's character is just like you know what's the best thing in the world is a jet ski. And it's just like yeah. that they like they have these two things that were just like these things that exist in, in the world and we don't like think of as these like huge monuments to like modern technology are these two things that have been like totally elevated by these two Disney properties. A Did you Vespa think that it's just like a, a land uh jet, jet ski? <laughs> yes, exactly. Did you guys think it was supposed to be like the seventies or eighties or like the did 50s could, or could the you 60s. place the Huh? I thought like the fifties or the sixties. Oh, okay. I was trying to remember if there were a lot of like onboard boats or or if I was if it was all people just rowing and I didn't remember, but maybe it is earlier than that. Well the uh the 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 villain boy, their boat has a little motor in it. Okay. And may, maybe I'm ignorant, don't think like I'm sure there was stuff like that back then too, but I was just it's never explicit, you know, like they have like oh and they have like a phonograph, I guess. So yeah, yeah. probably fifties or something. There's no there's no Chiron that says the year and you know, whatever. Yeah. Maybe that's also like Loki. Italy is little towns in Italy are like to this day. Yeah, if, yeah, that took place in 2021. <laughs> I mean, I've been to like when I I went to Italy some years ago, and there, I mean, it it did evoke a feeling of like being in some of those like smaller Italian towns. Yeah, like, I'm sure there's little places that seemed there's corners of it that seemed sort of untouched. I like I liked that about it that it was sort of timeless to a degree. Yeah. The Vespa dates it a little bit, but like. It's otherwise it seems like this could be happening at any time between these two kids kind of hanging out mm-hmm. and stuff. And there's not like it, you know, obviously there's not a ton of technology in it. You know, like there's no like I don't even think we see like a, a record player or a television, but it's not. You yeah, know, just like, like the phonograph, the singing yeah. lady machine. Remember? There's not that a ton like... of stuff that would like lead you to believe necessarily. Like, I think it does take place in the 50s or 60s, but there's nothing in it that would be like, oh, definitively, this technology wouldn't have existed. Luca finds a flip phone at one point and and, uh, calls uh, the Pope. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that's one sign that it it was earlier because uh, otherwise kids would all be on their phone. That's, yeah. Yeah, not even enjoying the freaking... I know, am I right? The world right in front of them. Um, But we do know that after, sometime after the 30s, because... uh, sea monsters weren't discovered in the world until the 30s <laughs> um <laughs> uh, so they you know they, who oh no, sorry go, go ahead. ahead no robert you go ahead oh i just wanted to mention I, you're probably about to get to him but um i liked how straight up uh of a jerk or cole was yeah the <laughs> the show-off boy who's too old to be in the race also like he was like <laughs> he's like you have to be you can't be more than 16 he's like it's my 16th birthday today. And it was like, you said that last year, like, and they still let him yeah. like this time. He's, it's real. he's not, never redeeming. He's always a jerk basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they decide they're going to enter a uh, triathlon with their new friend, Julia, who is a human mm-hmm. girl. Um, she has no idea that they are sea monsters. They're trying to conceal their identity from this town because as they see 
feels you see in the trailer too this town is riddled with like paraphernalia or like propaganda of like killing sea monsters mm-hmm. so they just happen to enter the town that hates sea monsters apparently more than any town in the world um so they make friends with julia julia convinces them to do the triathlon with them they meet her father massimo who is this like he looks like the dad from cloudy with a chance of meatballs oh yeah he does kind of design wise flint's Flint's dad yeah Yeah, but um he had when they when they first introduced him it really gave me uh some little mermaid vibes because he's like chopping off the heads of fish and singing a song Mm -hmm. but it's like the italian version of les poissons Uh uh-huh Mm. This, ah, yeah, that's a lot nice. of, I mean, there was like a, a fair amount of like uh, comparisons to the Little Mermaid. I, I don't think that's the only one, but um, yeah, yeah, I kept so, expecting them to comb their hair with a fork, and it never happened. Yeah. Um, so we also get introduced to Massimo's cat Machiavelli, which is a <laughs> cat that just looks like Massimo. I love that little detail that he has like almost a little cat <clears throat> mustache in the same way mm-hmm. that Massimo does. Um, so. Yeah, they they just well, and they establish that the cat basically saw and knows that they're fish. screwing around yeah. and are sea monsters. Yeah, so they decide that they're going to make a little life for themselves in this town. They get a job with Ma- you know Massimo. Um, there's a lot of hints in this that Alberto, you know, he keeps bragging about his dad. So you know, at some point that's going to come to a head. Oh know, like yeah, uh, and so throughout the movie, I so I watched this movie for a second time today. I watched this originally on over the weekend and I rewatched it again today. Yeah. I watched some parts today too. There's a lot of stuff that they do a really good job of like sprinkling out and introducing in little bits throughout the movie, including that like by the end of the movie, when um, it was revealed that Alberto's dad had abandoned him on that, on that little Island. And he's starting to like form a relationship with Massimo I thought they did a really good job throughout this movie of like sprinkling in little things of like Massimo is, is sort of paying more attention to Alberto than he is to Luca in little scenes. And um, especially since Luca and Julia are getting along and that does cause part of the rift with him and Alberto, but it's also, but like you pointed out, like you, you know that he understands that something's going on with that, that kid to the point where when they have kind of a blow up and he alberto like leaves when they tell the dad he like gets his coat and he's like well i'm just gonna go look and see if i can find him just in case it's I like lo- i love that part i thought it was so yeah. sweet that he was just like i don't think you're gonna find him he's like well i'm gonna go look anyways i just thought like yeah there's a lot to this movie that i really didn't like either like totally latch on to the first time or like wasn't aware of the first time um that really i think adds a lot to the movie and gives it like sort of a, a weird rewatchability level like there's a you know uh, we're kind of skipping around um you know uh, they enter the the triathlon in order to win the vespa and hygiene well and you didn't mention the three the three parts of the triathlon are cycling through the town swimming and then eating a bunch of pasta yeah. um the, and it's, it's very i assumed that there would be a point of the plot where they were going to secretly swim under the water super fast mm-hmm. as like the you know as the sea monster nope. which they don't do i'm nope. surprised so they put him in a uh <laughs> like a deep sea diver a diver's suit, suit. Yeah. yeah um yeah so i you know uh, at a certain point alberto like makes a big show of we're sea monsters and then luca kind of turns on him and yells sea monster and 
No, has the... he's not willing to reveal himself yeah. because of that during that fight, basically. Yeah. Um, so you know they have their reconciliation during the triathlon, and uh, they win. Oh. And, you know, I. This is such a sweet movie. I like. I don't want to devote too much to the plot just because I think people should see it. Sure. And I think experience these these scenes for themselves before we they hear us talking about it. But um. The uh, the part where, it, you know, it's during the triathlon and they're they're on their he's on his bike, and it starts to rain and so he knows if he rides out in the rain he's gonna get found out. Yeah. So Alberto runs comes running with an umbrella to like cover him, and then he trips, <clears throat> or the the bad kid trips him and it yeah. reveals him to be a, a sea monster. So then Luca rides out and like picks him up and they they win together. Just a very good scene um you know the scene i i think like i don't want to talk about too much what happens but the scene at the end is so touching mm-hmm. and so good that i just like i i cried the first time hard and then again watching it today again i i cried again watching it it's just such a well-crafted good scene yeah it's very sweet and like I said, I think kind of just like the perfect storm of like capturing this feeling of summers that unfortunately I'll probably, you know, not going to be able to experience something like that ever again. Mm-hmm. So it's just sweet, sweet to see it kind of played out on screen that way. And not even in a way like it's them like in their human bodies and like getting to run around you know but they're sea monsters so i can't do any of that or i never did any of that it's like no it's all like the fun kid stuff like jumping into the trees and building weird things and going off you know you know jumping off like into a pool or something and kind of like that being scary but fun because you're with your friends stuff like that Mm -hmm. so it it really nailed that and you're right about the ending being kind of so emotional because they really they did some a really good job of like I, i feel like I feel like people could argue that like the friendship kind of forms quickly, but I think that that's also, also an experience I've had that like summer hits and sometimes like the mm-hmm. people you end up hanging out with that summer, like your bond just becomes so much stronger. So it, it, it implies it through the montage obviously, but it's obvious they become fast friends. And for me, I think there was plenty of screen time to kind of mm, validate that relationship and kind of, make you care about what happens to the two of them. Yeah. Even especially when the jealousy and stuff starts kicking in too. Yeah. Max, what about you? What are some scenes you really enjoyed in this? Hmm. And don't say the credits. <laughs> <laughs> when the movie was over. Yeah, I couldn't wait for it. Um I don't know. It was it was fairly consistent, I thought. Um I think the things I really enjoyed were we're just the town and, and them, I guess, riding around town on the bicycle and stuff like that and just seeing everyone in the town do their thing. Mm-hmm. I did like when the parents came and were trying to uh, oh. discover. If, we didn't talk about that yet. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the parents uh, come on shore and they want to find their son. They know their son has escaped to this town and they realize, like, I think some kid gets wet on accident and they uh, realize all of a sudden, oh, that's not our kid because he didn't turn into a uh, sea monster and so they go around just trying to knock all these kids trying to get these kids wet the whole rest of the movie (laughs) even though if it if this if this kid oh and they like they won't recognize him because they've never seen him out of the water so they don't know his human form and uh he also doesn't know theirs so they they are kind of like 
both aware of each other that they're in the area but they don't necessarily know which one is which but yeah the scene of them trying to knock all these kids in even though they would have like completely outed their kid in front of like a, a town full of people trying to kill him uh so it seems a little counterintuitive but it was pretty hilarious yeah. maybe i assumed they would like splash him and then like cover you know whisk him away or cover yeah. him up or something but to the point where um, because they're doing that, like the mom, I think initially is kind of like bouncing the soccer ball around and knocking them into the, into the, uh, fountain. But like, by the end, kids are like avoiding them. Like, no, it's those weird people that yeah. try and get us wet every time. <laughs> they're like dropping water balloons from, from yeah. Like it, they have like a weird reputation. Also if like, if I were the parents of those kids in that town, I'd be like, who the fuck are these freaks? What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, how do they learn, they learn to walk real fast, by the way. They, they get out of the water, they freak out because they don't recognize each other in human form, and then immediately they, they're they they're walking. Mm -hmm. so. Oh yeah, I was going to say, maybe they kind of knew what it was, because they, they very early on hint that the, the grandma has been out there. Oh yeah. But you're the, right, they do comment, they've never, like, that's it's a form that they're I not used that to. Too. I that too, Jamie said that too, and I was like, maybe it's, she was like, maybe it's not the first time they went to the surface, and I was like, except that they're like, unless it's the first time they're seeing each other on the surface, because they are clearly possible. like shocked. I don't know. Yeah. Come on. I hope someone got fired for that blunder. Plot <laughs> yeah. hole. Yeah. Really um, took me out of the movie. I also liked he was a little, they're like farmers, like at least his family is. And um, the sheep are like little fish and they're just like, just dumb little fish mm -hmm. that he has to herd around to but the point where he can leave a little scarecrow of himself and they just sit there. <laughs> nothing happens. Um, they're also fish that bath. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys stick around for the post credits scene? What? I didn't know there was going to be one for this freaking movie. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a really, it's the, it's Sasha Baron Cohen's character, the uncle. Okay. Um, like going on like a big spiel about, thank you for coming and visiting me on the bottom of the sea and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's great because I could just talk for like 12 hours on end. And it turns out it's one of the sheep fish just kind of sitting oh, wow. there like blinking at him. So he got his audience. That's great. Yeah, he looks kind of like a, he's kind of like an angler fish, and yeah. also his stomach is like translucent, and you can see his like guts and stuff. It's yeah. really creepy, but yeah. they they nailed like the grossness of like fish that live that deep. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, what a sweet, what a sweet little uh, film. I'm I'm I was excited when they first announced it, and I think they really uh, nailed it. Yeah, I was. Um, I mean, I always look forward to Pixar movies. They just you know, other than I mean, they they have misfires obviously but um you know with like onward being like okay and maybe i just need to rewatch onward again i kind of thought it may be on that level of movie but i was very pleasantly surprised even though i had like moderate to high hopes for this movie i was still pretty pleasantly surprised with it and maybe that's i, I think like not that it's not a, an important sorry if you guys can hear this on my end um not that it's not like a subject that doesn't ring for a lot of folks, but like, it feels like there's always a lot of parental stuff in the movies yeah. and the relationship with the parents or our parents missing and stuff like that. Not that that isn't the case in this, but like Alberto's dad, spoiler alert, doesn't come back. It's more about like his absence and how that affected Alberto. And obviously Luca's parents are looking for him, but it's more about like freedom and kind of like growing up and growing outside of, your safety zone and 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 stuff like his mom's the one who's going to send him away to the bottom of the ocean because she like doesn't want him getting ideas about going back up there and mm -hmm. he actually like seemingly for the first time kind of pushes back and is like Ugh, like and runs off because it doesn't seem fair to him so yeah it just 
I think that like childhood relationship and friendship aspect, I think that stolen those stolen summer days and things like that is is a little fresher for me uh, than than some of the other Pixar stuff. So not that I wasn't, you know, didn't love some of the things in uh, Onward weren't affecting and stuff like that. But I this this really uh, this really hit some good notes. I like yeah. that about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? I just people should watch it if they have Disney Plus. Definitely worth the uh, worth the time. Yeah, and and not too long. I think like an hour forty or something. It's I, like the credits hit at like an hour twenty nine. So it's it's a pretty uh, short movie. Yeah, yeah, good good movie to watch to uh, enjoy the summer. Kind of, you know, when you're inside cooling off when you're not actually out building a Vespa with your friends. <laughs> this is yeah. a a nice reprieve. Yeah. All right, guys, that'll do it for this episode. We'll uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye.